Are you ready for the weekend yet? We have events, news, and a guest for you to enjoy this Lake Life weekend. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Lake Life Weekend Podcast. It's weekend 16 approaching, it's Easter weekend. I wish you a good time and hopefully you are able to spend it with your family. Um, Harry and I are going to be at the lake with Oscar and I promised Harry to do an Easter fire. In Germany, we traditionally have a Easter fire, an Easter weekend. I'm not sure there's not a big tradition here uh, for that, but we will do this this weekend and um, I also know that at Spanky's there's an Easter brunch on Sunday and I spoke to Josh actually last week and he said there's still room available so um, if you don't know where to go yet I can recommend to spend Easter Sunday at a brunch at Spanky's and uh, yeah um, stay tuned for an interview with Chris Hawley architect from Fargo uh, we recorded this interview at our last expo in March and if you don't know Chris Hawley's work, um, you may have experienced it in Lakes Country, going to the Brew or Briggs or Hub 41. Um, he also designed um, many residences on various lakes. Um, he will speak about his own lake life and um, his little cabin that he has built in Lakes Country. Um, and another prestigious project that he is involved and in, he designed is the governor's residence in Bismarck, North Dakota. Um, that does not happen to many architects that they are able to design a governor's residence. So you can see uh, Chris Hawley is um, very successful. Um, a young gentleman, he's my age. He has a small firm. Actually, I don't know that it's that small anymore. Um, I think he has probably 10 architects uh, employed or even more, I don't know. Um, I have been there, um, I met him before, I know him, uh, we befriended and uh, he came to our expo to speak about lake life and I'm very happy to share this interview with you. So lean back uh, with a cup of coffee or tea this weekend if you find the time and enjoy Chris Hawley talk about lake life. And if you want to know what's happening in the area, um, go to lakelifeweekend.com. You will find our daily updated event schedule with everything fun to do from Park Rapids to Alexandria, Detroit Lakes, Perham, everywhere in Lakes Country. Thank you very much for tuning in and uh, feel free to email us to hello at lakelifeweekend.com with any recommendations or suggestions. We appreciate that. You have a wonderful Easter weekend. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to um, the Lake Life Expo today, Saturday, and we have another program on stage. It's with those stars, they are always late. No, <laughs> we have Chris Hawley here with us today. Uh, very, uh, actually, famous uh, architect from the local area, from North Dakota, and we will speak to him uh, about architecture, uh, his background, where he's from, what he's doing, what he has been doing, and I was hoping to speak a little bit about the topic. Um, um, one second, is that better? Cabin or camper is a theme that um, I I think is uh, interesting to everybody. Do I start small? How do I get 
access to a lake eventually? How can I grow it? And as I know, Chris, he, he likes smaller properties as well. His, his lake home is um, a fairly small one. And I was hoping to speak a little bit about any various cabin styles one can have. Maybe the history of smaller lake cabins and all those things. I don't want to uh, curate that talk too much. And I like him to speak as much as possible. Sure. Thank you for coming. You got to hold this very tight to you. thing on? Yeah, it's it on? is on. Yeah. Okay. And then maybe you can yeah, introduce yourself a little bit first. And, uh, and then we I keep asking questions. Thank you. Sounds good. All right, um, so I'm Chris Hawley with Chris Hawley Architects. Uh, I'm a, a local guy. Um, I'm actually from Minot originally. Um, I have a firm here in town. We do projects all over North Dakota, Minnesota. Um, I'd say our focus, uh, I shouldn't say focus, but a lot of our work is lake cabins, lake homes, uh, estate projects that are kind of legacy builds for families. Um, I'm a lake kid. I grew up on Lake Metagoshi, which is like North Dakota's one Minnesota lake uh, on the border of Canada and North Dakota and uh, just like this really special place. So, um, you know, I grew up, uh, my parents used to load the car at two o'clock in the afternoon on Friday and we'd go to the lake and live there for the weekend. And, um, and so I'm, uh, that's pretty ingrained in who I am. And, you know, fast forward uh, 20 some years later and I still can't get it out of my blood. And so, you know, ha have my own little cabin now and, and, uh, and, and love to go to the, go to a different lake now. It's not Lake Menegoshi, it's West McDonald, but, um, but we do, I think the part that's kind of fun about our firm is that we do anything from a 550 square foot cabin, which is what my cabin is, to a 5,000 and, you know, 500 square foot cabin, which is, you know, for other people, that's, that's their normal. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, probably even bigger than that at times. But, uh, you know, I, I like to understand what that means at all scales. And, um, and I think, uh, you know, whether you're a small family with a little cabin or uh, wants a little cabin or you're a multi-generational family that wants to experience that all under one roof is kind of uh, interesting to me. That's a cool design problem. When you um, visit with clients that want to be on the lake, um, it's, I guess it's positioning. How, how is it? How do they approach? What's your experience? How do they get connected to the water, to the, to the surroundings? Um, I mean, building a, a permanent structure is something long-lasting. So mm -hmm. how, how is that approached? Sunlight, uh, trees, uh, level? All of those architect. things. Yeah, yeah, in one sentence. Yeah, <laughs> it's all of those things. Yeah, okay, okay. But... Um, yeah, just uh, what do they most desire or like what, what is to consider just uh, for a lay person? Um, if, if yeah, I I, so um, anytime you meet with a client initially, you're talking about their goals, uh, kind of the programming needs. And that programming discussion is about space requirements. It's about relationships uh, from one room to a next. It's about... Um, orientation relative to your neighbor, orientation relative to the sun, orientation relative to the waterfront, 
all of those things are a part of it. I, you know, to me, the you're always uh, you can build a house anywhere, but when you build a house on a lake, or relative to you know, that's a unique circumstance. And so, the orientation of rooms relative to that amenity to me is really the unique part about doing a lake project um, versus doing another house in town. If it's a house in town, to me, it's you know, it's not as inspiring or it's not as engaging. Uh, as it should be and really uh, I think embracing the waterfront you know whether it's folding wall systems that open up so you feel like you're sitting outside next to the water whether it's you know waking up in the morning and feeling like you're connected to the water immediately or sleeping with the windows open so you can hear the waves lap at the beach I mean those things are all part of that discussion it's sort of an experience thing um, cool thing about the lake is that people will certainly um, go outside of the standard box in terms of how they think about their project so you know uh, I would say it's way more creative it's way more design heavy when you go to the lake because they're not trying to do the same thing as their neighbor on a 90-foot lot like they would in town it's not about the kind of the it's actually creating a different experience than you know being in a house in South Fargo or whatever. I mean, that's it's a different experience for sure. Yeah, urban uh, or, and then uh, being in rural, I guess, mm -hmm. a very connected to the outdoors more for than sure. ever, right? Mm -hmm. And um, um, does that also, like, I mean, the um, romantic picture of a Minnesota cabin, mm -hmm. uh, um, do you know, like, wha what is the history, like, uh, It, it started, maybe there was a couple of cabins in the 40s, but more in the 60s, people got out. And how did that develop? C being connected to the outdoors, it's a weekend escape. Mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, I mean, the desire f from owning a lake home was always to rejuvenate, right? Mm -hmm. Actually be exposed and connected to, to the elements m more than ever. Does that, uh, do you use materials or like ca can that be converted into the structure too? As, as How is that happening, maybe? Well, I think it's interesting. And you think about the evolution of having a lake cabin in this part of the world. You know, my grandparents, my grandma would move to the lake in April and not m move back to town until October. You know, and, oh, really? and my, my dad lived at the lake, like, every summer. Like, they never came back to Minot. They were an hour and a half away and never came back. That's a different animal. That You know, the, the, the nature of this world is that People don't do that very often anymore or don't have the ability to do that because most people is it's kind of a double income family and you know both people are working and so that's tricky so I think it's evolved a lot into you know weekends or long weekends or maybe a week or here in the summer and some of that so I think that that sort of long-term stay component is um, unique and that's a luxury I think for certain folks that have the ability to do that But not everybody gets to do that. Like that's, I, I think I see a lot of um, limited use or limited time um, at cabins or at a lake home. Um, and so they become more and more of, I think the, the new culture is that like it's just a weekend thing. Um, all right, you're seeing a lot of that. With your current or recent, let's just say the last five years and maybe that's what you know it's coming. Has there been a shift? Uh, are, are your customers, or do you see newly built, uh, they approach it differently? Are they going down in size? Uh, 
are they is there a trend in a different build nowadays i think it you know obviously depends on um you know we've done some monster homes that are for four generations where you know uh My great-grandma has to have a, a guest bedroom on the main floor so that she can experience the lake. Grandma and grandpa have their own suite. Husband and wife have their own suite. And then all the grandkids have their own bedrooms. And that's a, that's a I call those legacy projects in terms of multi-generational things. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. I've got a lot of projects in my office that are, you know, husband and wife with, um, with the means to do whatever they want. And they want family to come visit, but it's still, it's just their house. And those are probably medium-sized projects and kind of about celebrating the lake with their friends and family on a limited basis. But in general, it's just a single family. And then, you know, there's my attitude, which is, uh, you know, I'm married. I have two kids. My two kids love to play soccer. And, uh, and our activities and a lake idea is a really hard thing. And so, you know, I might get to my cabin 10 weekends a year, or eight weekends a year, and I hope that they're the best eight to 10 weekends of the year, but I don't really like the idea of a huge investment. And so, um, you know, my, my approach was thinking about my cabin as a glorified, you know, it's an RV connected to the ground, or you could, you know, or it's like a, um, it's like a hotel room. You know, it's a place to crash at the end of the day. It's really, for us, it's about being on the water. It's about, you know, being on a paddleboard. It's about riding my bike. It's about going for a run outside. It's about all, you know, collecting turtles, you know, whatever it is. Uh, if you're inside at the lake, to me, you're not really, you can do that in town. A very minimalistic approach. Totally. I mean, mm, you I should see. be outside. That's, that's where well, you And I be. actually think that during these periods of the year, You should, even when you're inside, you should feel like you're outside. And, and that's a, that's an important, I don't know. I think that I kind of put that, um, that's high on my list. And when we start to do a new project for somebody, like we should, you should be able to not have to run the air conditioning, you know, on a beautiful day. Okay. Exp uh, now we are talking to the air conditioning country. <laughs> I, I don't right. like, I never have air conditioning, but I also have a lot of trees. So how do we get that done uh, um, by vent, like putting it? Yeah, I mean, it's about um, window choices. It's about door choices. It's about cross ventilation. It's about shading. It's about orientation of, of facade. It's all of those things. So we can manipulate the elements with the right architecture to, to create a cooler environment? Absolutely. I mean, my little cabin is, it's a house and it has air conditioning. I bet you we run the air conditioning twice a summer and it's only on that really gross night where the humidity is really just ridiculous. Uh, but in general, um, if you can manage it with cross ventilation, rarely do you need to have air conditioning on. Breeze cross um, that means one window on the east one side, one on a the window side on open. each side, and they're operable, and you have the ability to manage that uh, manually. We call that Stoßlüften in Germany. There's even a word for that. That's awesome. <laughs> we don't we have that word. We cannot just no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that. Stoßlüften. Yeah, yeah. I write that down later. But yeah. yes, I am. It I won't am sound the same though when I say <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I I'm glad to hear that and that's the advantage of uh, uh, actually getting uh, somebody involved with a design thinking or like a not just a we're not just putting up a square box and and call it a house but uh, with the right uh, technical elements mm -hmm. uh, 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 or design decisions we can 
we can create an environment. It's also environmental, um, um, yeah, um, green. Uh, I mean, absolutely. We, we don't want to create electricity usage unnecessarily mm -hmm. if we can use a breeze to cool down. And actually, that's the the cabin of the 60s. Uh, I don't. They made it through the weekend uh, comfortably. Mm -hmm. uh, they, there was uh, sometimes they didn't have electricity and they enjoyed three months. Of, I don't know, but yeah. Now when we build them, we just try to make them mouse proof. Mouse proof, right? Because the '50s ones are not, <laughs> which is the reason why I tore down the one that was on my property before we built ours. But you know, that's a separate conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but you mentioned also uh, when you're inside, you want to feel as if you are outside, and you create that with. Um, floor-to-bottom window spaces. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, explain that. Like, how can I create an environment which is uh, a, a, like a structure? A yeah. Um, you know, I my little cabin, I always refer back to it because it's, you know, it's a reflection of kind of the way I think about stuff and the way that, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a budget-driven project. It was a $150,000 cabin. Um, and, but really it... Built. What's that? Newly built. Brand new build. Uh, lot was not that. Uh, lot was more. Um, but, um, you, you know, just in terms of approach, it has everything that a house has. I mean, in terms of, it, it's very nicely finished. It's got, um, it's in my, in my mind, it's very luxurious. It's not big, but it's very luxurious. And, and I think it comes down to deciding what's important to you. Uh, uh, and for me, it was, uh, you know, I would have loved to have done a lift and slide glass wall system for $60,000. Well, you know, that doesn't make a lot of economic sense. You know, th th those are, that's, that's a different stratosphere in terms of budget. Um, for me, it was like, hey, how about, it, you know, we, we have a rhythm of uh, patio doors that, you know, go across the front of this house that all open up and for... You know, twelve thousand bucks. You've got kind of the same effect and feeling where you feel like you're outside. You know, you're the the, the cabin turns into a screen porch is kind of the my attitude. Like you want to feel like you're in a porch all all day, especially on a beautiful day. That's why you're there is to embrace the fact that we only have three months of this stuff or four months of this stuff or whatever it is. Um, and then you know, what's adjacent to that I think is kind of interesting. Uh, even though my cabin is only twenty by twenty eight. I have a 10 by 20 deck space that's uh, immediately adjacent. So, you know, when we, and, and what's funny about my little cabin, which is 560 square feet, is that we sleep, uh, we sleep 12 people on a weekend because, you know, every room is a bunk room. And, and the boathouse is not just storage for wakeboards and skis. And so it's got a queen-size bed, and it's kind of like a honeymoon suite. And, uh, you know, when you have that many people at a lake cabin, we're not hanging out inside. We may have some people prepping dinner. We might have some people sitting at the table visiting. But then that deck becomes an extension of the living space. So essentially, if you think about it right, I've got a, you know, 20 or a, sorry, a 30 by 30 outdoor room that is... Uh, awesome when the sun is out and you're you can kind of soak in the sun but it, uh, but you know for those that want to get out of the sun and be in the shade they can kind of hang out in por portions of the cabin so it's in my mind it, it's about f making f that space or that 560 square feet live like it's actually 
2,000 square feet. And that's a, there's a trick to that. You know, yeah. It's about selections. It's about thoughtfulness. It's about design decisions. It's all in there. It's all in there. <laughs> and uh, uh, I think there's pictures. I failed to have a slideshow. Uh, um, but uh, you have pictures available on mm -hmm. your website. We I do. know it's a beautiful. I haven't been there yet, uh, um, but I want to see it. Mm -hmm. um, I want to see it too again. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully thought out by now. Yeah, uh, it is. It is. <laughs> but uh, maybe someone has uh, um, a question uh, for Chris um, in the audience, uh, if you want. You can also meet him later um, and mm -hmm. talk to him at his booth over there. Um, but um, yeah, I I like that minimalistic approach. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that 560 square feet uh, can be a lot of space. In Europe, we have uh, very small apartments mm -hmm. at times. Uh, my first apartment was 460 square feet and was plenty. Didn't host uh, 12 people though. But right. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, no, I I I love uh, the perspective of having the outdoors uh, meet inside and. Um, It's uh, very relevant to, to choose location. Stoßlüften mm -hmm. uh, um, is a word that I will pass on to you. Mm -hmm. um, thank you very much for sharing your, your design approach and your intel. And uh, yeah, you bet. people can meet with Chris here later. Thank you for coming. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, this was already our uh, newest episode of the Lake Life Weekend podcast. We sure hope you enjoyed it. Uh, tune in again next week with another great guest and updates. Always check out our website, uh, lakelifeweekend.com. And if you have some comments, please feel free to email us at hello at lakelifeweekend.com. And uh, you have a wonderful weekend ahead. Uh -huh.